Welcome, welcome, welcome to our very first ever That 30-ish Life podcast with Kristen and Rashawn. Hey everyone, how you doing? We have a really exciting and very interesting episode ready for you and we cannot wait to share. All right, but before we get started, we, we decided that we wanted to start our podcast with a quote of the day. So before we get into the details of what our topic is going to be, let me go ahead and share that quote with you. And our quote of the day is going to be, is, do not underestimate yourself by comparing yourself to others. It's our differences that makes us unique and beautiful. And I, I think that this quote ties in perfectly to what we're going to talk about today. Yes, Rashawn, I think that's very, very important not to compare because I think as women, we tend to automatically want to look at other women and see who has this and who has that. And we do not value our own strengths and progress. So I think that is a very positive and strong quote that I know that I'll use that as my meditation moving forward because it's something to help remind me of my greatness. Exactly. So our topic today is colorism, and this is a very, very controversial topic, but it's very near and dear to both Rashawn and I, and we thought that this would be a very good first episode topic to discuss because it is something that has affected both of our lives, and I'm pretty sure that it has affected yours as well. Yeah, so I think... When, whenever we talk about colorism, and I think it's what is really good as far as both Kristen and I discussing is that our experiences are very uniquely different um, when it comes to our experiences. And one thing that I shared in a Facebook Live was just where I grew up growing up in a rural town where I felt as if I was in a sea of white. And because of that, it wasn't so much more of feeling colorism on a light or dark skin with that um, being in that environment. It was more so feeling as if being black was wrong. And I would say feeling black was wrong or being ashamed was because the environment that I grew up in, I didn't learn as far as in school, the contributions that black people um, had contributed to society, whether it be art or history or science or, you know, anything like that. So I was made to feel as if being black was, you know, we were just slaves and that's it. And not the celebration as far as our our wins and that we are just as smart. um, We are just as beautiful um, when it came to any other race. Because, and then again, whenever you look at magazines or television what you see portrayed, I didn't see a lot of individuals that looked like me. Um, mm-hmm. And if they did, to me, it was like more on a lighter scale, mm-hmm. like maybe being lighter skin or having curly hair or being biracial. So to me, that was my primary experience. There's been a, others, but my first probably dealing with colorism as a child. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. I can imagine being, you know, in the rural town area and you having to to deal with that. You know, I didn't grow up in a rural town. I grew up in a suburb of a a major city in Chicago. Mm -hmm. So we were in a very 
uh, mixed school environment, very mixed town. So I didn't have those same experiences, but I did have a little bit of a reverse side of the colorism aspect is saying that as a child, I can remember in elementary school being taunted by other kids saying, you know, um, especially with uh, younger girls or the girls in my, my grade about my complexion or being too light or being called names. And at that time, I started to develop insecurities about my complexion and feeling like I just wasn't good enough. I wasn't black enough or there was something wrong with me because my complexion was a, shade, a few shades lighter than the next person. You know, so I, they, I, it made me feel at the time I was, you know, coming into who I was. So I didn't have that strength to overcome that adversity. So I felt that. You know, it started to, to, it was traumatizing, honestly. It was very traumatizing. It stuck with me into my adult years. Um, I even had family members make comments about me or try to assume that I was treated differently because I'm this complexion or what, you know, or, you know, made to feel inadequate because of my complexion. So I had to learn a lot growing up um, about being able to accept myself for who I am. And I don't really think I fully came into that until I was a, a grown a, adult, a grown woman. And it took a while um, because I always felt that I needed to always prove myself. You know, when I walk into a room that I, I kind of already felt I was going to be judged because of my complexion or people would automatically think I was going to act a certain way or get certain privileges when in actuality it was completely far from the truth. I mean, just today, matter of fact, I was in a store, um, grocery shopping and this guy said something really, really ignorant. And I know that he said it because I was standing there, you know, and I think his wife was saying something about she couldn't find the black olives. And he says, oh, black, ne negro. And he said it real loud and earshot to me. And I thought, now, if I wasn't standing here and if it was a white person, would you be making that same comment? And did you really need to say it like that? But the fact that my point is that I know we have a lot of dissension within our own race about judging each other based on our complexions, who's lighter, who's darker, who's brown, who's this, and who what, what kind of hair texture you have. But in actuality, other races look at us as black, as black, as black. I don't care what color you are, what shade you are, you are still black. I took his comment, of course, offensive because of the fact that, and it reminded me of this podcast because, you know, we, we make a big deal in our in our own race, and as far as colorism, but other races look at us equally as the same, you know, and still judge us the same. And I think that, um, well, I'll get more into that in detail later about um, the self-love process, but it did take a long time for me to heal and to really come into accepting me for me and to know that's the way God made me. Uh, there's nothing I can change about it. I'm beautiful. Black is beautiful. Black comes in multiple com uh, complexions, multiple shades. And I think more women, more people of color could take that, you know, and use that to help combat uh, the feelings of offense when it does come to colorism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I just think that the interesting fact how you say you said that within our own community and i think that's what makes it hurt more i think that my experiences i i guess i feel that it's expected from being judged based on my color 
maybe from someone of another nationality, but it hurts more when it comes from your own community. Um, for example, feeling less than or less beautiful when it comes to the color of my skin and being out with, for example, being out with a girlfriend of mine and just being next to her and she's tall, she has, you know, lighter skin, has long hair, and just not even, when it came to man, not even being looked at, almost as if I was less than because I was browner um, or less attractive because I was browner. And that, to me, hurts more when it comes from someone of my own community compared to outside, because to me, that's what's expected. No, I get that. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, with the expectation of the out from, from to, to speak on what you were saying about the outside races. Yes, that's to be expected. But I guess I was saying, you know, within our own, we still judge and, and you know, they look at us as, as the same. But yeah, I think it's equally hurtful to to get that rejection mm -hmm. or that, you know, that judgment from your own, mm -hmm. you know, because I feel that there's been so much dissension within our race as it is and that we don't need to be in opposition of each other. I can't help what if somebody doesn't isn't attracted to me because I'm a certain complexion. That's their own problem. That's how I look at it at this point. I know that there has been times where I wasn't looked at by somebody because of whatever reason. They just weren't attracted to me. And... I had to understand at that point, and it took a long time, <laughs> that, you know, it's not my problem. You know, that's their, that's their issue. And that that rejection is probably better for me in, in, in the end. But I know that's not the point. Um, the point is that it is hurtful and it does come within our own communities. And, you know, feeling that, that inadequacy and that, that rejection is what stings the most. So, Yeah. So I think like even getting into more of that, you know, with trying to be more in tune with who we are, um, that is something that I work on daily, you know, and that's not just from the complexion standpoint, but just period within healing of overall trauma or experiences that I've dealt with. And, you know, knowing that I can't control other people's thoughts of me, but I can control thoughts about myself and I can control what I allow to offend me or I allow to affect me. So if someone wants to judge me because I'm light skinned or, you know, doesn't, isn't interested or whatever. And, and the same for you, then that's their problem. I don't have to take that on as my issue. Um, although it does hurt, but I have to make a conscious decision that other people's ignorances cannot be my confusion or pain anymore. I completely agree. And just knowing your value and knowing your worth, I think is very important. And that's why I might admire some women. For example, um, I would say Lupita is a prime example of just owning herself and owning her beauty and knowing that regardless of the shade of her skin, that she is a beautiful woman. And I think that's something that we have to, as an adult woman, continue to remind yourself as far as your beauty and your worth, but also speak into our young girls as well um, when it comes to beauty. Because I think that's something that I felt that I missed as a child, 
um, I think that we discussed this before, as far as growing up, not having, like, parents or my parents really speak as far as telling me that I'm beauty, beautiful and telling me that I'm smart or worthy. And I think that makes a complete difference when it comes to self-esteem and how you handle different situations when it comes to looking at yourself and and see what you see in a mirror as far as what's being beautiful or not because the world may tell you something completely different and if you myth if you listen to the world then you're going to be messed up and you're always going to, going to compare yourself and think that you think that you're less than unless you own it and you know from within yourself your value and your worth and your beauty and I think that's something that we have to share with our young girls that your skin is beautiful your hair is beautiful and speak that into them and show them examples um, and I think that will make a world of difference when it comes to even with the colorism as far as it being such um, a problem within our community judging between what's better with skin complexion if we start celebrating you know our blackness and our shades and let as far as being be beautiful in all shades and stop making a, such a reference to it oh you're 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 light or how that brown you know because you I see it all the time with whenever people have babies or kids they always reference to skin tone and that's where I think it happens as far as it becomes conscious in your mind that there may be something wrong with me because you have these grown people making references to your skin tone and that has to stop that's the only way that we're going to stop colorism and shades of skin being such a problem in our community is that we have to stop making references when people have kids what shade of skin you know because that's when it becomes conscious of what that there may be something wrong with my skin tone I totally, totally agree with you. I work in a school, so I'm around kids constantly, especially the middle school grades where they're in that mm -hmm. phase in their life where they're starting to, you know, come within themselves and be interested in their parents. Mm -hmm. And and I I see other teachers or adults reference, oh, you know, the, the, the light-skinned girl or the, the brown-skinned girl or this. And I'm mm -hmm. thinking, like, you know, you're right. When you were saying that, I hear it all the time. But those those kids are internalizing it. So maybe when that one girl who feels inadequate for that day and she hears you referencing, it's not that she's saying one is better over the other, but the fact that you've differentiated between the two is like, well, why can't we just be my net whoever I am or you know the young lady over there it doesn't mm -hmm. matter that oh she's this or that or this it's not based like you said by the by the color of your skin by identifying somebody but by their name or by their character or by their gender not necessarily calling them out by complexion because I think once you do that you start to associate you know the differences like well this over here that and so yeah I hear it and I and I think that you're so right about starting now in our this current generation that we are that's right that's rising up because we need to stop this cycle of mm -hmm. um you know the cycle of of I want I don't know if I should say separation mm -hmm. or judgment just colorism in general because it has affected us as, as now as grown women, we're ha having this conversation because we've been traumatized with it in our childhood or as, as we've grown up, but stopping it now and let, recognizing brown is beautiful regardless of the shade and acknowledging who you are and coming into yourself and loving you 
for the way God made you. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with your complexion. Nothing wrong with the shade of your complexion. Nothing wrong with the, the shape of your body. Nothing wrong with your voice. Nothing wrong with your hair texture. Mm-hmm. So many influences from the media tell us that if we don't have the size body or breast or butt, complexion, long hair, then we're not good enough because Mm -hmm. then the men will not like us if we don't fit this certain image. And these young girls are getting affected by that right now. So we have to be that change agent that says, no, you are enough. Mm -hmm. You're beautiful just the way that you are. You don't need to alter Mm -hmm. anything on your body, you know? So I feel you. I think that's very, very evident. We have to start now. And we have to play that part as 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 the leaders now and coming forth and helping this next generation rise to the top. We have to be those constant change agents that remind them of their beauty and their purpose. And something else I'd like to bring up, too, because we were just talking about um, when it came to. Like identifying skin tones growing up as far as like how we pit, we were talking about terms and I remember growing up never knowing what a red bone was. I don't think I knew what a red bone was until I went to college. And I think, like you said, that that's another problem as far as we pit those type of names to kind of separate us. And I try not to, whenever I talk to someone, regardless their shade, black is black. I, that's like what I try to live by. So what, do you, what are your thoughts about that? I am so glad you brought that up. Actually, that just when I when I was I was shaking my head because I can remember in high school, and even back then it just used to tear me up. You know, guys coming up to me, oh, um, I like light skinned girls, or you light skinned, you red bone, hey red bone, and I'm like, no, that's not my name, yeah. and that's not who you associate with me with. You know, you don't associate me me with my complexion or and I used to think it was so ignorant for them to say oh I like you because you are this complexion and Mm -hmm. that really hurt me Mm -hmm. it hurt me I think because I felt even back then that so you're telling me you don't really like me for Mm -hmm. who I am inside Mm -hmm. so if I was five shades darker would you be interested you know so are you just with me because of the aesthetic outside Mm -hmm. view or are you with me from my heart and my soul and my spirit so back in high school, that I used to hear that a lot, you know, or I would hear other just references in it in general, just in our communities, and I didn't like it. You know, I didn't like the fact that we couldn't be queens and we couldn't just be beautiful brown women mm-hmm. and that it would have to be, you know, I or I've, I've heard people say, oh, I like, um, she's pretty for a dark-skinned girl, and I, I thought that mm-hmm. I used to really, really hurt me. And, I, and it was like, why would you even reference that Mm -hmm. you know have you had that experience before by somebody saying that or hearing that from somebody that said that about someone honestly i think maybe the one that kind of i remember is just being pretty for being black you know like okay so i'm black so i'm not beautiful you know yeah so that's something that really um kind of just like that's really I can think about as far as reference and really have an effect on me. I've heard, yes, I've heard pretty for being black, but I've heard pretty for being a dark skinned mm-hmm. girl. And that, that hurt well. me mm-hmm. very much. That really hurt me. It hurt me for saying, oh, I, I'll date you because you light skinned. And that hurt me. I've even had guys that I've dated that says, I'll date you because I, want, I don't want my kids to be dark. And that burned me up. And, and I, I mean, it's, even just mm-hmm. saying about it makes me emotional because... 
I can't believe that somebody would take the reference of skin tone mm. to try to as an upper advantage or, or how they want their kids to turn out based on complexion because mm-hmm. you're not satisfied or happy with how you are and who you are on the outside. And so it's just a really horrible epidemic that our entire community has to band mm-hmm. together. I know that not everybody will be that agent of change that we need mm-hmm. for our future generation. Definitely. But it needs to be those people like ourselves that recognize and, and like our listeners that recognize that this is hurting us. It's not building our communities. This is not causing transformation and wealth building and wisdom and the things that we need to build up and empower each other. We're breaking each other down and developing broken people and hurt people who are so insecure about how they look based on someone else's comments. And it just has to stop. We can't see another generation suffer based on the the attacks of colorism that we've had on our community. Exactly. So I would like to, before ending as far as discussing this topic, is maybe doing a call of action. And for our listeners, sharing with us, sending us an email or um, making a comment on our Facebook or Instagram, is what do you think is a great way that we can do as far as helping getting rid of this issue or eliminating this issue of colorism? Um, so you can send us an email at that 30ish 30ish life l i f e at gmail.com on some ways that you what you what what are your thoughts what are you, what do you think that what we can do as far as getting rid of this um co- as far as epidemic as co- of colorism or leave your comment on our Instagram Instagram page which is that 30ish life podcast or Facebook as well cuz we would love to hear from you Yes, and any experiences that you've dealt with firsthand dealing with colorism, just any insight mm-hmm. on that would be great because I know everybody's experiences are different. Or maybe that you haven't seen colorism happen in your life and, you know, this is the first time that you've you've heard it. So we just want to hear from you. All right, guys. So before we end the show, we want to go ahead and end it on a positive note. And Kristen and I are really into self-care so our self-care tip of the day is freeing yourself from people who do not bring you val- bring value into your life. And I think that this is so important because you can't share your dreams, your aspirations, what you want to do with everyone because if you don't if you're not around people who are self-like-minded, if you share those things with them, they're going they're going to shoot down your dreams and your goals and your aspirations. So that's something that I, I would like to share as far as self, self-care self is making sure that you free yourself from people who do not bring you value. Rashawn, I totally agree with you. I think that's so important. And I'm recognizing that more now that I'm in my 30s than I ever did in mm-hmm. my 20s. I used to entertain a lot of phony relationships, a lot of associates. I would hang on to people from college and to high school, but we had grown apart. But I just figured because we'd been friends for so long mm-hmm. that that I need to continue to entertain this friendship. Well, since I've been in my 30s, I've more so come into the fact that, no, the people in your life, the relationships that you build now, not only romantic relationships, but friendships, with, uh, you know, your professional relationships, um, any type of relationship that you have, you must, it must bring value into your life. And you have to bring value into those people's lives. Exactly. You know, everybody in my life now has to make me help to me, it's helping me grow or to become a better me. If I feel that that person is in my life, 
and causing a lot of confusion or stress or anxiety or drama, they have to go. Mm-hmm. They have got to go because that's not bringing uh, more. It's not bringing value into my life. So I think that is so important, and it allows us to be more in tune with ourselves, our truth, our purpose, and. Yeah, so if you have people in your life, eliminate them if they're not bringing the value. You have to ask yourself, though, what are your value systems? What are things that you um, find important? Exactly. All right. Well, until next time, you guys keep connected on Facebook, Instagram. Send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. This is a community that we're trying to build, so we love to hear from you. Yes. All right. Yes. Until Thank next you. time, have a great day. Yes, have a great one. Thank <laughs> you for listening.